This program is sponsored by Dave Stahl. It's time to get educated on your Second Amendment rights. Welcome to two full hours of Gun Owners Radio. Your hosts, Dave Stahl, Joe Dramisi, and Michael Schwartz will teach you about firearms, self-defense, and the laws that affect your rights to keep and bear arms. Visit GunOwnersRadio.com with questions to learn how to become a sponsor of Gun Owners Radio and get involved. Together, we will win. Now here's your hosts, Dave Stahl, Joe Dramisi, and Michael Schwartz on The Answer San Diego. Hi folks, welcome to Gun Owners Radio, FM 961, AM 1170, The Answer. Our Second Amendment Celebration Gala is next weekend, and boy, are there some cool auction items. But first, sometimes buying or selling your home can be very overwhelming. That's why we are excited to have Scott Vinson with Caldwell Banker Royal Realty as our show sponsor. Scott is a tremendously experienced real estate broker with a passion for customer service. Scott is also a San Diego County gun owner board member and has supported our efforts to defend and restore the Second Amendment from the start. So if you're a if you're moving let fellow Second Amendment uh, supporter and real estate broker Scott Vinson help you call sell your home and find your new home anywhere in the United States. Call him today at 619-948-2459. Tell him you heard it right here on Gun Owners Radio. That's 619-948-2459. Online, scottvinson.com. That's V-I-N-S-O-N. You know, every year Scott Vinson goes hunting in Alabama. He's from Alabama. And he uh, harvests a deer or two, I think. And uh, uh, and then we have a San Diego County Gunners. We have a big We have a meeting down at his house is his beautiful big backyard. Yeah. And he and he cooks up the venison, cooks up these venison uh, burgers. That's why you have that at his house. <laughs> that's, that's exactly why. Yeah, exactly. Uh, really good dude, which uh, I tell that story because we have another hunter in the studio here, Gary. How are you, man? Gary Brennan from uh, San Diego Wildlife Federation. Doing great. How's it going? Fantastic. We're going to talk to Gary. We're going to talk to him all about the San Diego Wildlife Federation. Dave, you heard of San Diego Wildlife Federation? Yes, before? I have. Okay, Absolutely. good. I thought so. Um, so we're, uh, we're going to talk all about great organization uh, too. By yep. The way. Absolutely. Um, San Diego County gunners, we're, we're, we're members of the, uh, San Diego wildlife federation, right? San Diego County. Yep. Good, good. Ap- absolutely. Uh, supportive of all the, all the stuff you gotta do. We're going to get into that. So next weekend is gun prom. You've got to be excited. I, I, it's, it doesn't even feel real. I mean, this is two years. I coming. know. I keep <laughs> waiting for somebody to pull the trigger and say, well, we're not going to be able to do it, but I think we're going to make it happen. I even looked. I'm, I was I was like looking at the weather and going, "Wow, the weather looks really nice. nope." Don't jinx it. Like, yeah, just don't leave, do that. You know? So uh, we're finally going to have it. Uh, I hear you got a couple auction items. We have a couple auction items for the. Uh, there's going to be close to a thousand people. Dave. <laughs> thousand people. That's cool. Uh, yeah, we have some really cool stuff. Gun Owners Radio actually donated a Smith and Wesson M and P Sport. Um, they're also donating some signed books by Yehuda Reamer, the Pew Pew Jew, who we've had on the show. We interviewed him. Uh, Dan Woes, the Good Guys Bad Guy, excuse me, Good Gun Bad Guy series, and then of course Core Gun Belts. Those are uh, local La Mesa guys. But we are have, for prizes. We have over thirty guns. I think we have like thirty-five guns this year. Jeez, thirty-five guns. Did you sign? Did you do that little paperwork that says that we're gonna? You know, auction off a uh, 
a guest appearance on Gun yeah Hunters on the, the live auction one of the live auction Sweet. items I is to uh you're going to be a guest host for gun owners radio for two hours i love that you I get think to so do cool. the whatever you want to talk about you you pick the agenda right. you interview the people you come on air um so we're going to get and to if do you that pay enough we're not showing up and you can do the own your that's own. right that's right we'll just sit here and heckle <laughs> exactly <laughs> which we've been known to do so we're gonna do that. You're gonna to get to do that, but there's a, there's some cool stuff. There's a uh, there's a uh, safari, an African safari. Um, there are some trips uh, wow. down to like South America, Mexico, that sort of thing. Like some you know vacation, non hunting trips. Um, there is, I think we have a couple different African safari trips, which is really really cool. Really, but really it's cool. like a photo safari not a hunting safari no it's a hunting safari oh okay i mean you can bring your camera if you want no no i mean you know because there are two <laughs> types of safaris you know yeah. there's a that's awesome have you gary you ever been to africa on a safari no i sure haven't i haven't either it sounds amazing though hey yeah. you ought to bid well maybe i will maybe you got money i will you got money yeah yeah do i i think you do. where i don't know i've looked for it <laughs> wherever it is it. well and 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 so let me i guess the the gorilla in the room yeah. are there still room for people that would might still want to go no it's all sold out <laughs> it's all uh, sold out um it's all sold out. i'll tell you what we'll do why don't we do this let's you want to give away like four tickets right now okay i can give away one yeah because i can't be there no 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 no. we can give away four tickets uh, you're gonna give away four tickets we got four tickets to give away how should we give away what are they gonna do sit on the floor if, if How about the first person? No, 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 no. We'll, we, we, oh. we'll squeeze them in. Okay, no, first. No, 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 no. The first person to email, like you or San Diego County or Rich or somebody. Rich, what's the what's the gun owner's email? Yeah, just uh, go to the website and subscribe. Okay, so go to the web. The first four people right. who go to gunownersradio.com and subscribe. Oh, there you go. You get a ticket to the Second Amendment Celebration Dinner on. Yeah. And what does that include? That includes uh, fun, food, food, and folks. There you go. How about and that? Opportunity. Gonna, <laughs> and opportunity. You get to you, basically you'll get to go to the premier Second Amendment dinner. How about if we throw in a in, raffle ticket? In too? the whole, in the whole, uh, I don't, I don't know how we do that. They, they get in. They, they get a ticket. Uh, they get to eat dinner. They get to. Uh, uh, if you want to participate in the uh, in the drawings and that other all that other good stuff, you bit. But the important thing is you're going to be in the room at the at the premier uh, political Second Amendment dinner in in uh, the the whole world. Where's it at? It's at the Town and Country down in Mission Valley. It's this Saturday. The Doors open at five. Town and yeah, it looks really good. It looks really good too. The 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 property does. Yeah, so uh, right one there. of the one of the cool auction items before we uh, before we uh, stop talking about gun prom is. Senator Brian Jones, he's a, one of our, he's a San Diego County Gun Owners Board member. He's a big, big supporter of the Second Amendment, big supporter of uh, San Diego Wildlife Federation, right? And hunting, yep. And hunting. Yep. Um, he is, uh, if you, you're going to get to bid on him. And if you win, you, uh, he picks you up in a limo and takes you to lunch, and you're going to get an American flag that was flown over the, the Capitol in Sacramento. Really, and uh, and you get uh, I know I didn't know they flew American flags over the yeah <laughs> I thought that it was... might be under another one but who knows <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you get to spend three hours having an an awesome lunch in uh, in 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 uh, Brian's district with uh, with a senator Senator Brian Jones wow how cool is that Hoffman you get to have lunch with a senator I think that would be awesome yeah right yeah so so yeah. all right 
So that's you and Brian. I mean, you wouldn't be able to bring a significant other. Yeah, no, no, no. You can. Uh, I think it's. I think it's. I think it's lunch for two. It might be. Yeah, it's at least. It's lunch okay. for at well, least two. Well, that's good. good limo, then. limo picks you up. Wow. Yeah. How about how cool is that? I think that's awesome. Yeah. Right. So, uh, so it is going to be a lot of fun. I got to tell you, everybody who's out there who's listening, who uh, has uh, who's supporting the uh, supporting the uh, Second Amendment celebration dinner. Thank you. It was a really tough oh, yeah. year last year. Couldn't do it without them. We had to move the date so many times, and so many people just said, yep, that's okay. Uh, a number of people said, you know what? Uh, keep the money for the ticket. I'm going to buy a new ticket, you know? Um, I, I just can't tell you how, how – it just, it just feels really good that people value and support the work that we're doing. I was actually at the, the gym today, believe it or not. What would you lose? <laughs> Lost your watch. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Um, I was looking for the. Uh, I, I heard they had a uh, a deli in the back. No, no, no. I was at the gym today. Dude, dude's looking at me from across the the room, and like eyeballing me. I'm like, what did I? What is going on here? Comes over and says, "Hey, man, are they going to take our guns?" And I was wearing a San Diego County uh, Gun Owners T-shirt. Yeah. And we got to talking, and I told him, I was like, "Yeah, you know, you can get a CCW now. I work for this organization," and he was really excited. So it's just really, really nice that people value the work that we're doing. And support us in uh, in such a, a grandiose way. You, it's going to be a good time. Uh, subscribe at GunOwnersRadio.com. The first four people get a ticket. Um, everybody else, uh, who uh, you, if you have a ticket, we'll see you Saturday. Otherwise, uh, join us next year because, man, it's going to be a lot of fun. If it gets much bigger, holy moroli. Yeah, I don't really know what we're going to do. Thousand, I don't know what you're going to yeah, do. Yeah, <laughs> 1,000 people, it might be our capacity. You think it's your capacity? Like, yeah, it might be. What's your stress level? The Can't first, it? the first one was like two hundred and fifty people, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that was hard. Hey, yeah, that was hard. Oh yeah, and God. now it's you know what are we uh, four times as big? Oh my god! But it's ten times as hard. <laughs> yeah, 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 and ten times as much fun. Yeah, really, truly, because really, you're gonna have folks. You're gonna have such a good time, and the dress is everything from cash to full blown. Formal. Yeah, you, you can't be overdressed. No. Maybe, and you know, a tuxedo might be a little bit. You, you can't be overdressed. Yeah, it's going to be right. a good time. All right, we're going to take a quick break. Why? Because you're listening to Gun Owners Radio. And next, it's hunting month at Gun Owners Radio. And we have Gary Brennan from San Diego Wildlife Federation. You'll definitely want to hear that on Gun Owners Radio, FM 961 AM 1170. The answer. All right, folks, welcome back to Gun Owners Radio, FM 961, AM 1170. The answer. If you're into hunting, fishing, shooting sports, and all outdoor recreation pursuits, maybe you should be a member of the San Diego Wildlife Federation. Hey, self-defense and emergencies can happen to anyone, and there is no guarantee that the justice system will be on your side. So make sure you are protected by the legal battle after you your self-defense battle. While you protect your family and property, U.S. Law Shield is here to defend you 24-7, 365 days a year with a comprehensive self-defense coverage at an affordable price. Bad guys don't take days off and neither does our coverage. Listeners get a free t-shirt when they use the code GUNOWNERSRADIO. Sign up today. Go to uslawshield.com. All right, Gary Brennan from the San Diego Wildlife Federation. Now, Gary is one of the hardest working Second Amendment guys in the state of California, and that's and that is not hyperbole. 
Um, he is uh, a uh, a relentless warrior when it comes to your gun rights, your your hunting rights, uh, you know, all the above, everything that that, that touches those. Uh, Gary, you work really, really hard, and I can't tell you how much I appreciate everything that you do. Well, thanks, Mike. I don't know where. Where do you find the time? Uh, it's tough, you know, especially now that it's hunting season, and I'm I'm going hunting. You know, that's that's it's my passion. It's what I wait for all year long, and you know, it's just been one of those things where it's been pretty much full speed ahead until October, and then it's then it's my month. And <laughs> I even missed our federation meeting on Monday because I was in Arizona hunting. Yeah, I'm not, not Arizona, South Dakota. Where were you, where were you hunting in South Dakota? We went for a pheasant hunt on uh, on the Missouri, a uh, little place called uh, was it Champlain, uh, South Dakota, and we went. My brother and brother in law came out from the East Coast, and we all met in Sioux Falls. Drove out a couple hours and hunted pheasants for three days. And did nice. extremely well, and they they what really do, took care of us. There. What does that look like, dude? To do extremely well on a pheasant hunt, what does that what does that look like? We had limits for a day, and uh, we we limited out all three of us limited out every day so and then the place we were at they process everything we brought back frozen birds and uh all sealed ready to go and it's they're in the freezer have you trained those birds not to come up between your legs and scare the living snot out of you yet no you know what it still happens (laughs) it's one of those things where you You just never know i i have not if you haven't lived until you've walked through a gypsum corn field looking for these knuckleheads and you stop to look yeah and then right, right between your legs right between your legs well, so i've heard of i've heard of pheasant under glass i guess that'd be pheasant under well anyway yeah and it's, <laughs> it's the best dude, i could do i just made a pheasant, pheasant under, oh my joke. god <laughs> <laughs> and and you know you would think they'd be easy to hit because yeah. they fly so slow not so what's no. the what so tell us that what's the challenge of when you're when you're pheasant hunting Challenge is, is mm-hmm. since you're hunting, we're using dogs to kind of do the flush and the retrieves, but uh, dogs have a tendency to jump after the birds. So mm-hmm. if you come down on a bird with your shotgun really quick and yeah, that's not that, good. that bird or the dog is jumping into your field of view and it's, yeah. you got to wait till they get up a little bit. And then uh, winds also in South Dakota, they can, we were working at about 15 mile an hour winds and that's but that tough. bird gets up there, phew, they're gone. <laughs> well, I had a so. black lab that refused to go in the ditch. And my father-in-law said, well, if he won't go in, you go in the ditch. <laughs> and I swear that dog would walk along the levee and laugh at me. I know that dog. <laughs> big black lab, he's just kind of going. <laughs> not me, man. Because I'm, I'm down there in the ditch, man. Oh, it's, yeah. Brutal. Oh, yeah. Brutal. And and next week, or what, is it tomorrow? Aren't you, you're leaving uh, soon. Tuesday. Tuesday, you're leaving for Arizona, right? Yeah, going to Arizona, up around the Flagstaff area on the Kaibab plane to uh, go after a cow elk. Wow. Uh, oh, so, you're going after elk? Yeah. I thought what? you were going to say dove. Oh, no. Dove's November. So, I mean, we still have a second season is in November, but uh, quail opens up the same day, so does pheasant. Okay. So, there's a lot of stuff going yeah. on in November. Elk. Have you ever had elk? I, I, it, you're going I, to I, his house. I love elk. It's you're going so to his tasty. house. It's fantastic. I'll tell you a real quick story. Um, I was given some some elk, some cuts of elk. It was it was awesome, and I uh, I, I had them. They were frozen, so I put one in the refrigerator. Didn't quite thaw out in time. So the next one, I put it. It was like in butcher paper, you know. Put it in the uh, in the uh, cabinet, and then you know for the day, figured all right, it'll definitely be thawed out by 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 dinner time. Wife and I come home, walk around the the corner. 
and it looked like a murder scene. <laughs> there was there was blood all over the kitchen. I said, "Hun, uh, hold on just a second. Yeah, don't come in the kitchen." She's like, "Why didn't you put it on a plate?" I'm like, "Why? Well, where were you eight hours ago?" I mean, that's a great idea. It is a great idea. <laughs> Highly so, recommended. So, what's the challenge with when in in elk hunting? Um, well, there's they can ramble at about four to five miles per hour. Sometimes, I mean, they. They can move a lot. Of, and they're smarter than you. Yeah, they, they their <laughs> olfactory senses are, are tremendous. But um, and but the good part is, is it's, a, it's a cow hunt. There's more cows than there are bulls out there, and you can't eat antlers anyway. Um, I've been more of a meat hunter my whole life. If I get a set of antlers on it, and if I have a tag for either sex, then, yeah, it's a bonus if I can get a nice – Rack. set of antlers yeah so a meat hunter you mean you don't you don't care about hanging something on your wall you're looking no. to eat something i don't have the room for one thing i'm not like some of your you know your friends you were talking about earlier i'm sure he has a game room it has all kinds of mounts and all the other stuff i have two deer that i mounted over my entire hunting career and i'm 63 next month so. plus it's cheaper to eat it than mount it oh for sure yeah you're talking you know anywhere depending on the taxidermist you can get up to a, you know over a grand on a on a mount plus shipping and all the other stuff so so you, you said you're going out alone right yeah well there's going to be somebody over there that's going to be my hunter helper mm -hmm. um I actually met her at the shot show a couple of years ago introduced her to a bunch of people she was work she's one of the huntress uh, ladies out there and Fantastic hunter with a bow. Um, her husband just took a beautiful six by seven bull in Arizona on the early season archery. Um, she gets out there and does everything. So, so but an elk is what six seven hundred pounds? Yeah, a cow can get up to about five six hundred pounds. Yeah, How okay. do you get it back? That's my question. You're yeah. out there alone, or maybe with her, you got 500 pounds of animal there. Yeah, which I'm guessing 500 pounds of animal, you're probably getting. 300 350 Dressed. pounds of meat or something like that give or take you know it just depends on the size but so we'll quarter it out and just bring out piece at a time and the place we're going to be hunting on is actually on a base just west of Fag flagstaff called camp navajo and we're allowed to take our utvs in straight to it pick it up put it in there and then come straight oh, back okay, out gotcha so i can actually get up pretty close and um there's plenty of roads around as well so that's going to be better on it's better for the environment they don't want you just tearing all over the countryside and there are rules and regulations mm -hmm. for utv uses or atv uses while you're there but they're supposed to have snow on tuesday as well so you know it might be a little bit muddy and Ooh. easier to get around a utv than my pickup truck last time i was in arizona hunting i, I ripped the running boards right off the truck <laughs> this is brand new 2018 took it in don't. for warranty oh, hey no. these running boards fell off <laughs> yeah you could barely open the door. All right, so you harvest the elk, and then you—you you, how long does it take to you know for you out there in the field to you know get it to a point where you can start moving it back to your vehicle? Oh, uh, you know, getting into it first, you know, because I'm not one for taking a long shot. I try the purpose. My purpose in hunting is to get as close to the animal as possible without being seen, mm -hmm. and then to make a, a just a ethical quick kill so the animal doesn't suffer and run off and die in the woods so you know if i can get up to it quick um once i take my photographs and say a prayer to, for for the harvest and all the other stuff then i'll i'll get busy and i can probably start moving it uh, 45 minutes to an hour oh, 45 wow. minutes an hour you start and then, and then you broke it down into a quarter. so if you're taking it out piece by piece 
you just leave the pieces there and you, and you don't have to worry about predators or anything? Well, there's always a chance. I mean, there's mountain lions in there. There's black bear. Um, you ever you ever, you but, ever left uh, some pieces and come back and there's a black bear looking at you? No. No, the, no. the last two places I actually hunted were uh, where I did harvest a, an elk was they were we could get to them really quick and and we weren't that far away where we had to do a four or five hour hike to get it out of there and and this place has so many roads around it we can get to the closest point and then drive pretty much right up to it and so. what's your hunting rifle for a five six hundred pound elk i'm going to use a 300 wind mag um with about a, either 165 grain or 180 grain bullet so what, what manufacturer do you like uh i'm since I'm in California, I'm a Barnes guy. Uh, I have been since we started shifting over to non-lead. Mm. Um, I reload a lot of my own uh, rifle uh, cartridges, um, but I am using factory ammunition. It's still coming out of the muzzle at about 3,000, so it's it's a scooting little round. And you, you were talking about a, a lethal and ethical kill, uh, which means basically you're saying, hey, you, you want to make sure that, that, that you, you get it on the first try. Yeah, and that, like you said, that that it uh, the animal doesn't suffer, the animal doesn't run away, that sort of thing. Where so, where is that shot go? Oh, right in with? the heart lungs area. Um, you hit heart lungs, liver. Liver is behind the the diaphragm, so mm-hmm. you you get pretty close to the stomach contents, which you do not want to do with mm-hmm. an elk. Mm-hmm. There's some videos out there that are yeah, truly amazing. <laughs> so you're really <laughs> going for the heart, if yeah. At all possible. Oh yeah, if you can hit them in the heart, if it's close enough, and you have a you're not shooting too far. I put it right behind the ear on a cow, and it'll drop her in a heartbeat. So, so uh, I want to talk. But that's about, pretty fast. I want to talk about San Diego Wildlife Federation when we when we after the break. But before we go to the break, you you talked a little bit about. I mean, and actually, maybe we should we should do this after the break as well. But I was intrigued that you said, hey, you know, you said a little prayer. Um, you know, uh, you know, th- you're thankful for the harvest. Um, so after the break, uh, you know, you see things in movies where you. Where you know hunters, you know, drink this from you know blood or whatever. You know what I mean? There's, there, there are some traditions and some rites of passage and that sort of thing. Sure. And I'm curious to hear uh, when we come back if if there's that's anything you 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 do now. Is that something you participated in when you were young? Um, and uh, you know, just hear a little bit more about that. Maybe maybe that's all in the movies. I don't know. I'm you know I'm not a hunter. No, it's never not. Hunted. It's you never hunted. Never hunted. Because I was going to ask you if you ever did it. Never hunted. I was telling I was telling Gary I went on this uh, this rabbit hunt, but uh, when I was twenty one, was years ago, and it was really just a walk in the desert with a shotgun on my back. That's about it. Mm. wasn't really, wasn't quite a hunt, but nope, not a hunter. I'll so anyway, there. but let's talk about it after the break. Sure, uh, I'm really really all interested. All right, folks. Hey, what do we got coming up next? More of Gary right here on Gun Owners Radio FM ninety six one AM eleven seventy. The answer. Folks, welcome back to Gun Owners Radio, FM 961, AM 1170. The answer. Hey, folks, our freedom of speech is just as important as our freedom of self-defense. And we are thrilled to support an American company like MyPillow. Go to MyPillow.com and use the code FREEMARKET3 and get up to 66% off America's best pillow. Get a great night's sleep and enjoy the satisfaction of supporting Companies fighting against cancel culture. That's mypillow.com and use the code FREEMARKET3 for up to 66% off. All right, we're back with Gary Brennan from the San Diego Wildlife Federation. Yeah, uh, we, were, we were talking about hunting. 
Mm-hmm. And we were starting to talk about some of the traditions, um, rites of passages, that sort of thing. I think the first one comes to mind, everybody's going to be surprised to hear this, is from the movie Red Dawn. <laughs> Dave? I just was... Did you, know, did you know I was going to be able to work I, that in? I knew you were, but I just was waiting. They all went out into the woods, and one of the, uh, one of the kids... Did you well, see this movie, Gary? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. One, of the ki- you know, one of the kids, that, that, you know, when they're... You know, hiding from the Russians. One of the kids had never hunted before, and they took him hunting. And I, I think what they did is they like drained some of the. It was for his first kill, and they drained some of the blood from his spleen, from the animal's spleen, <sighs> something like that. Does that sound right, or am I? Well, there's plenty. Oh. Once you open up the an animal after you shot it, there's there's, there's plenty to drink. <laughs> there's plenty to drink. <laughs> there's a lot of blood. So okay, so unfortunately, t- talk so about that. Is there was there a uh, you know, a tradition, a rite of passage, or something that you went through when you were, when you first started hunting, or oh yeah, we got blood war paint basically put on our face, and I, I know somebody, my brother just had a youngster out for his first deer hunt back in Pennsylvania, and and uh, they got one, and you know they marked his face a couple times on his nose and his forehead, and that was his rite of passage. You well, thank know, thank goodness he didn't make him drink it. <laughs> yeah, well, it's not like uh, you know dances with wolves where they're just yeah. munching on a fresh liver, which you know some people might be into that, but yeah. <laughs> well, not well, not I. I, I you know, you know I, 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 it's not. I, I think it's important. I don't think we have these rites of passage anymore. You know, these traditions, this this this, this symbolism. And it's, I think it's to our detriment. Um, there's a, an organization, I'll tell you real quick, there's an organization called uh, Boys to Men, and what they do is they get trained volunteers to work with troubled youth um, and try to turn them around. And they say, hey, you know, these are angry young boys who don't have a male, uh, a strong male figure in their life, and they're causing all the problems in schools, and we get a hold of them and we turn them around. And one of the, th- one of the ways they do that is they take them, like, camping and they have to accomplish certain things, that sort of thing. Sounds a lot like Boy Scouts, actually, when I was a Boy Scout. But he said, you know, uh, the founder, great guy, said, you know, we just don't have these rites of passage anymore, and and you know, it, it gives it gives people a sense of accomplishment. Um, you know, it gives it gives life meaning. You know, it gives life meaning. Sure. And if this isn't the rite of passage for you, you know, if you're like, nah, I don't know if I want to, you know, take my kid hunting, fine. But this is definitely something that I think is very valuable for a lot of people. I, I don't know. Am I am like I gnaw- am I reading too much into it? Gary? Like gnawing no, on a spleen? Wow. <laughs> not yeah. the spleen. No, the spleen's not an edible part, but oh, okay. not the but spleen, it's one Dave, of those things for God's sake. There's I mean the heart and liver usually are harvested because people eat heart and liver as well, you know, the organ meats because and in fact that's what a, a carnivore or, or a predator is going to go after first, first thing, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. But um, gourmet. Yeah, even if you lo- if you missed your shot, you know they used to cut the back of your t- shirt off, you know, just take the tail off or you notch it or something like that. So we had <laughs> quite a few people walking around with notched tails on their shirts growing up back. You got to go Maryland, hunting. So. That's all there is to it. But, you have got. To. I, I, I'd no. be interesting. Yeah. I guess. So. <laughs> So let's talk about the San Diego Wildlife Federation. It's an organization that's been around for years. Um, they've done a lot of good work. Yeah. In in a in a nutshell, what what does the San Diego Wildlife Federation do? So instead of uh, having each individual club and organization out there uh, trying to get things done in Sacramento and all that other stuff, uh, San Diego County Wildlife Federation was formed as basically a conglomerate where. These groups can come together under a single banner and uh, then go and talk to our, whether it be our, you know, the congressional delegates at federal level or 
or up here in Sacramento. You have a lobbyist? Yeah, we do have a lobbyist, right, actually. Right. Gaines and Bill Gaines is a great guy. He's well-known throughout the fishing game community up there. He doesn't only work with us, but, you know, he's... God, you have to great. have a lobbyist. If you don't have a lobbyist, you're lost. You'll well, never we kind of we done. sort of have two because we still have uh, well, yeah. Roy, Roy Griffith with the California Rifle and Pistol Association. They're also members of the San Diego County Wildlife Federation, and uh, so they have their own lobbyists up there. And we've we've actually got some good things going. We got two free hunting days uh, set up for the upcoming year by 2023. I guess uh, it was signed by the governor last week. So. And what, what's the main focus when you guys are lobbying or talking to elected officials? What, what's your main uh, area that you, what are you trying to accomplish? Well, what we want to do is we want to have access to public lands. Okay. And with the, the way things are going right now, this 30 by 30 or program where they want to protect mm -hmm. 30 to a percent of the lands and waters of California by 2030, um, you know, without saying what protection is, and we're, we got our ear to the stone on that one or to the rail. But it's things like that. Uh, we actually had a, uh, an area up in Ramona. It's called Cañada de San Vicente. Um, it's, uh, it was in the pipeline to become an ecological reserve, and we got behind it, started pushing it and pushing it and pushing it, got it through the process, um, through the Fish and Game Commission, and um, we actually started hunting there about two for dove about two years ago, and then quail and possibly uh, a youth turkey hunt in in the spring of twenty twenty two. So, would you describe so. your organization as a? Uh, are you guys conservationists? Oh, for sure. Yeah, any hunter is a conservationist. The money that they put into their tags, their their license fees. I mean, the, the money that, I mean, all these organizations cost something to be, you know, even like San Diego County gun owners, right? So, you know, everybody throws money here and there, but a lot of that money goes back into habitat, which is what we're, we're about. You know, we, if we, without a good habitat, you're not going to have a healthy animal population. You'll have nothing to hunt. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't think a lot of people get that, Dave. Um, no. I actually, we tried to, uh, years ago. Before San Diego County gun owners, um, when I was doing volunteer work for the NRA, we tried to get an NRA booth mm -hmm. at uh, Earth Day. <laughs> they, they wouldn't go for it at all. But I'm going, wait yeah. a minute. You know, gun owners, hunters, and everything. And they just, yeah, I was just trying to put my finger in some people's eyes. Sure. You know what I mean? I thought, and hey, an, an NRA, that. I know. I thought an NRA booth at Earth Day, that'd be funny. Yeah. But it, it's legit. I mean, truly, I don't think there are any there. There's no bigger group of conservationists than than American hunters. But see, and nope. that's the job. That's probably your bigger job is squelching all these rumors, these negative rumors. Not unlike the show I do at at noon, San Diego Off Road Coalition, which does exactly the same thing you do. Sure, because we're fighting side by side with you. To keep the, the land open for our for our, our uh, you know going off road, and you're doing the same thing. But people have a myth about you guys. Yeah, you just shoot them and leave them, and you don't, and then go shoot another one and go. And you're not a conservationist, which is the biggest mistake. Yeah. How does the public help you? Because you guys can't do it alone. Well, if you look at national average on people that are either pro-hunting or anti-hunting, about 80% of the United States is pro-hunting as really? long as the game is not wasted. That high of a number? Yeah, it's actually that high of a number. There's actually, 
I mean, there's a huge movement about going natural. and be, So we have people that were vegans that decided, hey, we need to get a little bit more protein in us, but they don't want to buy it from uh, the store. Processed, so now processed. they're going and said, Let's, we'll do it ourselves. We'll become hunters. So really? numbers are increasing. Uh, women in hunting is uh, really increasing, which pulls the kids in quicker. Sure. So while the overall, the hardest part is, is to keep people uh, keep people hunting. And that, that tends to be a problem. There's a program that's called R3 and it's for uh, recruitment, reactivation and retention. Mm-hmm. And basically, uh, there is actually a person in department of fish and wildlife. It's their sole job is to manage this program. And, mm. and, um, so we're trying to get people back into the field. I mean, I've done it. I've had two, three new people out just this year, uh, one was a reactivation, my brother-in-law, and then a, a couple of people that I've hunted with down at uh, El Centro mm-hmm. um, you know, for Dove this on the 1st of September. So, you know, just trying to get people out and get them interested in it again and just get an outside. You know, the whole thing about going to South Dakota and Arizona, and I've been to Texas and Colorado and New Mexico to hunt because they're drivable distances. And sometimes they're flyable distances, but it, getting in there and just seeing the country and meeting the people and, and getting out of California for a little mm-hmm. bit. And not that California is too bad, but we have ways to go to get it back to where it should be. And just the politeness of the folks that you meet in South Dakota, man, I'd move there in a heartbeat if I could drag my wife there. <laughs> I'd be kicking and screaming because it gets too cold. So. Can you join San Diego Wildlife Feta? foundation without being a hunter uh we actually have fishing organizations um uh, you know uh, wayne koto from yeah cca yeah i love and, wayne. Uh, they're members of the federation because uh, i know so, a lot of people that believe in what you're doing but right. maybe they're not able to hunt or maybe they can't you know take the time off or what have you but they believe in what you're doing sure and i just want to make sure that people that would like to support your group can well you know we can by just joining one of the groups right. that's in yeah. the federation. And you know, we have a website. There's probably 13, 14 different clubs and mm-hmm. groups in the, you know, being a member of the San and Diego County there's a volunteer County box, gun owners. Well, we don't necessarily – our whole idea is just – I we get together once a month and we put the information out to the clubs and it's out to the clubs to gotcha. get it out to their membership. Okay. And, you know, like I say, even – Seth, when he comes to our meetings, you know, he's supposed to come back and report what we're talking about, and we yeah. send out minutes a little bit later. Seth's one of our members. who He's our representative. He goes to the uh, San Diego Wildlife gotcha. Federation meetings, which is really, really cool. It's, a, yeah. it's another way to be involved. So how, real quick, why is the world a better place because of hunting? If, if someone said, hey, why do we even need hunting? You know, why, would, why don't we just get rid of hunting? Okay, um, well, the, if you want to see wildlife, thank a hunter. All right, uh, if it weren't for the hunting communities that are out there and the big organizations like California Waterfowl or, or Ducks Unlimited for the duck side and the waterfowl side or Rocky Mountain Elk Foundation or California Deer Association, without those people involved in putting money into the habitat, there would be no habitat, no habitat, no animals. Uh, wild turkeys, uh, white-tailed deer, uh well, Safari Club International, San Diego chapter, they're reintroducing Sonoran pronghorn into Southern California. Yeah, we interviewed them. That was, right. that was fascinating. And that's a 
I mean, that's a huge thing right. there if they can get a hold of it and, and just be there. So without hunting, I mean, there's a lot of other people that say, yeah, we'd be better off without hunters. But, yeah, but they don't put the money into conservation that, that hunters do. And or not anglers. only that. Exactly right. I'll throw anglers in there, too. And not only that, you're going to have animals in your backyard. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, predators. And predators. that's one of the problems that they're having right now, sure. too. Because bear population is outrageous. I got coyotes running up and down my street up at Alpine. Sure. So you guys ought to do a hunting season on coyotes. Well, they said there's 40,000 black bear in California right now. And two years ago, there was only about 20. Yeah. So, All right. Hey, we're going to have to take a quick break. But what do we got coming up next? Let's take a peek. Chris Chang. Oh, really? Chris Chang. That'll be a good one. So stay tuned. Yeah, non-fungible tokens with Top Shot Chris Chang. And we have no idea what non-fungible is. I don't know. Or do you I know? think it has to do with mushrooms. I don't know. Could be. Gun Owners Radio, FM 96.1. Am eleven seventy. The answer. Folks, welcome back to Gunner Radio, FM ninety six one. Am eleven seventy. The answer. Non fungible tokens. Contrary to what you might think, they are not mushroom. Resistant coins. Okay. Well, hey, did you know law-abiding gun shops and manufacturers had their credit card processing shut down because their vendors think that guns are inappropriate? Well, shutting down businesses that support your constitutional right to self-defense is wrong, which is why we are so excited to have 365 Glacier Payment as a 10-ring partner. 365 Glacier Payment specializes in companies in the firearm industry. If you have a business that accepts credit cards, give them a call today so you can enjoy the peace of mind that your accounts won't be shut down and also enjoy the best rates. Visit their website at 365glacierpayment.com, ask for a free account review, and if they can't beat your credit card processing rates, they'll pay you $100. All right, our next guest, Chris Chang. He is the History Channel's Top Shot Season 4 winner. We've had him on here before. You've probably seen him on the cover of Recoil Magazine. Um, Great guy up in the Bay Area, uh, very involved in the fight to preserve and restore our Second Amendment rights. Chris, how are you? Hey, I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on today. You bet. Thanks for being on. Okay, so my understanding is a couple things. Number one, you're coming to gun prom on Saturday. Is that right? Yeah, absolutely. It's my first gun prom. I've heard a lot about it over the years, and so I'm going to be there in the flesh and excited to yeah see you guys and have a great time celebrating and promoting our Second Amendment rights. It'll be really good to see you. Thank you so much for making the trip. I'm, I'm really excited to have you uh, see what we've built here in San Diego and be a part of the, of the celebration. So what is... A fungible, a non-fungible token. Tell us what that is, because I'm. I, yeah. I, I know we're going to talk about. We're going to. I. I think we're. We're going to. Are we giving one away? Are we auctioning one off at the at gun prom or something like that? But let's talk about what it is. Yeah. Treat me yeah, like I'm yeah, five years old. Explain first. it to me like I'm five. Yeah. And so yeah, let, let me explain that. I've been following this whole NFT craze over the past year, and I was very skeptical for the first three months. I was also very confused around what is an NFT, what in the world are people paying for, why is this, 
valuable. What is really going on? So I mentioned all this to say that if this is the first time that you've heard of an NFT or non-fungible token, and if this is all confusing, don't worry, but stick with it. I promise <laughs> it's going to be interesting, and it's going to make a huge difference in the gun community and the Second Amendment advocate world. So when you hear the letters NFT, the non-fungible token piece, don't worry about that as is just think of this as a digital collectible. And these digital collectibles can come in the form of a JPEG, a video file, a music file, art, photography. Now, what's going on here is these NFTs, they live on something called the blockchain. Mm. It is related to cryptocurrency, but it's, it's, it's different. These NFTs are files, right? Again, it could be a, that picture, uh, a video. It, it's a file that lives on the blockchain. And what's unique about this blockchain is it's a digital public ledger that is a source of truth that, that authenticates where these digital files come from. So, right, it's, it's these NFTs, they don't live, they're not files or photos that live on my laptop or on it. Yeah, cell phone. They live on the public internet, uh, on these blockchains where everybody can see what is going on. So um, the analogy that has been uh, helpful for me when thinking about NFTs is to think about the analog versions of this, like in real life. Right? So the two applications I want to talk about today are digital art collecting and digital card collecting. Hmm. So let's talk about card collecting in real life. So when I was younger, I collected baseball cards. There was Topps, Fleer, Score, Upper Deck, right? You had these four different baseball card brands, and you had all the major league teams, you had all the players, right? And anybody who's collected anything will understand that some cards are worth more than others based on the player's performance or the team's performance, or sometimes if the player has autographed the card, that can increase the value of that tangible card. Now, in the, in the card collecting world, the authentication me- mechanism here is the, 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 the um, card company that has the licensing rights right, to sell cards on behalf of the San Diego Padres, you know, the Anaheim Angels, uh, right, the, the Giants, et cetera, et cetera. Now, if you come over into this digital world, right, there are basically digital collector's cards that are being authenticated on this blockchain. Again, it's a digital public ledger where you have this source of truth where uh, NFTs that are created on the blockchain are authenticated by the NBA, for example. So uh, a huge and successful NFT marketplace that has, that has uh, cropped up is by the NBA, and it's called NBATopShot.com, and it has no relation to the Top Shot that was on on the History Channel, <laughs> right. uh, and I have no uh, re- relation or connection to NBA Top Shot. But if you go to NBATopShot.com, what you're going to see is a bunch of video moments of NBA greatest hits from Steph Curry, from LeBron James, from, and I don't even care about basketball, to be really honest, but in order for me to better understand this whole NFT market and this concept of collecting digital cards, you'll see all these NBA moments that people can purchase, and, and they're rare, right? So they only create 
40,000 copies, right, of uh, a LeBron James slam dunk, for example. And there is this whole economy and ecosystem and community and culture. People who are talking about these, these NBA moments, they're rising and falling in value. There's a supply and demand. It's really, really fascinating. And so I'll stop there for a moment because I know there's a, that's, a, that's a lot that we've just sort of dove right into with, like, what are NFTs uh, and, and why are they valuable and why are they any different than, let's say, files that live on your computer uh, versus on this blockchain. I'll, I'll stop right there for a moment and well, take any questions that you guys might have. Well, I, so I think – so it sounds like each file has – like it has to have some kind of like, – it's somehow serialized. Like it's not – so it's Correct. unique. Like if, if, you, if someone sends you a picture – you know, and I send that picture to someone. If I take a picture of a flower, and then I send it to Gary, and Gary sends it to Dave, and Dave sends it to, uh, you know, Rich, then you basically have four different files. It's sitting on your computer. It's the exact same picture. But it sounds like this has some kind of serial number, the same way that that Bitcoin, the same way that Bitcoin exists, where each Bitcoin is a unique uh, digital file. So it can't really be. Maybe you could take a picture of it, but you know, really, that file is is unique from any other file. So, if you have some kind Correct. of if you have some kind of file, some kind of uh, non fungible, if you have some kind of token, maybe it's a picture of you, Chris, and it's uh, you know it's it's unique. If you know it's 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 a picture of you doing something or whatever, but it's a unique serialized file. And if I have it, I'm the only person in the world that has it. It's not like you can take that file and duplicate it. And I, you know, if I send that file, I can't send that file to Gary and have him send it to Dave. Dave sent it to Rich, and boom. So the value is in that it is unique. Am I am I on the right track? You're yeah, you're absolutely one hundred percent on the right track, and, and hitting all the nails on, on all the heads. Um, and so here's another analogy that has helped me wrap my head around this: What's the difference between sort of the digital versus analog? But also where there's some similarities between the digital and analog collector's world. So I think about the Mona Lisa. Right? There's only one physical copy of the Mona Lisa that's authenticated by a museum and, and other you know, art curators. Now, there's millions of people every year that go see the Mona Lisa, and they take a picture on their phone or they record video of the Mona Lisa on their phone. But the picture of the now, Mona Lisa is not the Mona Lisa. Right, exactly yeah. right. So it's 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 a a duplicate, but it's not like authenticated by the museum or by an art authority, right? If I took a picture of the Mona Lisa, or let's say I just Google search, right, image search a Mona Lisa, and I print a copy out on my laser printer, no one's going to pay me anything right, for that. <laughs> I'd pay right? I'd, if you signed it. I'd pay it. I'd be like, oh, it's pay yeah, maybe you pay me a, a beer or a yeah, buck, exactly. kind of thing. Um, so we have, so Chris, right, we have so, we have one minute here. I, so talk about what exactly the what's the recoil auction all about? Tell us, tell us a little bit. Like, how does someone obtain a non fungible token? Yeah, so we are holding the first of its kind digital art auction. Uh, it's me and Recoil Magazine. We're partnering up and selling 10 rare copies of this digital cover art. The website is nft.recoil. The auction starts on October 19th. It's going to be very exciting. We've also paired up different prizes. Okay, so uh, N- NFT, 
nft.recoil.com. Uh, recoilweb.com nft.recoil.web okay. well, he, he's, we're going to bring NFT. him back oh we are oh, Chris, hey Chris right, hold hang, on hang in there don't go anywhere we're going to bring you back we'll, we'll get it a little bit clear so everybody knows where to go this is Gun Owners Radio FM 961 AM 1170 The Answer Welcome back to Hour 2 of Gun Owners Radio with your hosts, Dave Stahl, Joe Germisi, and Michael Schwartz. Visit GunOwnersRadio.com with your questions and comments or to learn how to become a sponsor of the show. Time to get involved and get active. Together, we will win. Now here's Dave, Joe, and Michael on The Answer San Diego. All right, folks, welcome back to Gun Owners Radio, FM 96.1. AM 1170, The Answer, slash alpine Are you in the military? Are you looking for help for a VA loan? Well, if you're looking to buy a refi, or if you're considering a reverse mortgage, call our local mortgage guy that you can trust. Call Chris Wiley at PRMI Mortgage. For nearly 25 years, Chris has been helping local San Diegans with all their mortgage needs. Call Chris Wiley at 619 619- Seven two two one three zero three or primeres.com slash alpine. All right. So we're talking with Chris Chang. Uh, we're talking about uh, non-fungible tokens. Uh, I think you did a really good job, Chris, of explaining exactly what it is. And uh, let's 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 recap a little bit. So it sounds like uh, you're partnering with Recoil. Recoil is our favorite gun magazine. Gary, do you get Recoil? No, I, I don't. Have you checked it out? No, I haven't. Recoil is very, very cool. We got to get you a Recoil uh, subscription. They have uh, Recoil, and then they have uh, they have a, a Carry magazine. Um, but the the one I think you'd be really interested in is they have Carnivore, and it's all about uh, hunting and then preparing and 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 then eating. Um, I think you'd really like it. I'm gonna I'm gonna see if I can get you. A, I'm gonna talk. To, I'll talk to you after the show. Let's see if we can get you a subscription, uh, a, a hookup there. Sweet. Um, Anyway, Chris, so you're you're partnering with Recoil, awesome, awesome magazine. I love those guys, um, and you guys are doing an auction. Talk, tell us about the auction. I know you just touched on it, but tell us again. What what? Tell us about the auction. Yeah. So starting on October 19th at the following website, which is nft.recoilweb.com, we're going to be auctioning off ten rare copies of the Recoil issue 56 cover art, which had me on the cover. Is very controversial, but it, it, it stimulated a ton of conversation about the Second Amendment. And the whole thing that this cover art represents is the notion that the Second Amendment is for everyone. It doesn't matter whether you're gay, whether you're a woman, whether you are Asian or any other, whatever you may be, that the Second Amendment is for you. And that's the message that this cover art represents. And so in this auction right, that we're selling digital art copies that are authenticated by me and by Recoil. It's not just the NFT that is up for auction. We, pa- we package these other prizes that go along with the NFT. Um, so the top five bidders in the auction, they're also going to win an in-person fun shoot with me and the Recoil staff. Also included in the prize packages are uh, digital and physical 
subscriptions of Recoil Magazine. So if you haven't seen Recoil or can have a subscription, come on over and did on this NFT auction. You can win a Recoil, both physical and digital subscription, Recoil swag as well. And then finally, a portion of the auction proceeds are going to be donated to Second Amendment organizations, the Firearms Policy Coalition, the Pinksels slash Operation Blazing Sword, which is an LGBT pro-gun organization, and then APAGOA, which is Asian Pacific American Gun Owners Association. I'm on the founding board of APAGOA, and I'm on the board of the Pink Pistols. And so these are three of my favorite Second Amendment organizations that are doing fantastic work. And so what the point here with this auction is that the money that we raise is going to come right back into the Second Amendment community. And back to why is this auction important? This is about the cover art, right? We're auctioning off the digital art NFTs. And what is art, right? Let's sort of just, you know, hang on this question for a second of what is art? Art can come in many forms, right? Photography, video, music, the spoken word. In this case, you know, the cover art, it provoked conversation about the gun community, about gun ownership, about the Second Amendment. And that's a huge benefit and very exciting opportunity for those of us in the Second Amendment community to have this new vehicle, right, these NFTs, these digital collectibles, not only can these NFTs, you know, increase in value over time, and which I hope they do, but they're a talk piece. Right? They're a way for us to relate to each other, to open up a door about the Second Amendment with maybe somebody who maybe they're into NFTs or this concept of digital art or photography, but maybe they aren't into the Second Amendment. But this could be an opportunity right, to open up those conversations and for us to spread these messages of liberty and freedom for all. That is very cool. Um, I, I think it's really cool that it's so cutting edge. I, honestly, I, uh, I think there's probably a lot of people out there that don't really fully understand it yet, um, but I, I know we have a, a much better understanding of it. And I feel it feels like this is going to be, uh, it feels like this is going to be normal, Dave. It feels like in like two, three years or whatever, like this is just going to be kind of a given. It feels like that. You guys seen that commercial of the old clip? I think it's like Good Morning America from like 1993 and they're like uh, hey bob what uh what does www dot mean or something like that yeah. where you know like you hadn't heard of the internet yeah. you know so, that, that's what this feels like right now so I feel chris, like a, so chris will i be able to get a hunter biden a print <laughs> <laughs> well see so yeah, but, but on, on the notion of yeah <laughs> this this whole digital collectible nft concept is absolutely going to become ubiquitous in a few years and the, you know, this NFT, the technology behind it, right, ultimately, you know, we're not going to be talking about NFTs as much as digital collectibles, right? Whether it's collector cards or art or, you know, NFT firearms is a whole other topic, which we won't get into today because we don't have time. But the idea is this is a whole, this is literally, on, we're on the front end of this very exciting digital collectible ecosystem and digital collectible economy. And so one thing that I'm doing very special uh, for gun prom attendees this Saturday is I'm participating in an auction where you're going to be able to bid on a physical uh, memor memor memorabilia. 
uh, where it's a signed copy of Recoil issue 56 with me on the cover and my you know, actual pen signature on the magazine. It's also the infamous shirt that I'm wearing on that cover that's also autographed by me. It's in this great uh, light box. And so if you win this auction, right, at Gum Prom on Saturday, I'm going to open up a bonus multiplier for the NFT auction, where if you become one of the top fivers in the NFT auction and you also win this physical uh, silent auction items this Saturday, you'll get an extra ticket to that in-person fun shoot where we're going to be shooting all sorts of fun guns. Don't be surprised if a machine gun or two you know, shows up at the sponge. So, again, if you win that silent auction prize of the Recoil Magazine cover and the T-shirt that's uh, autographed by me, and you are a top five bidder in the NFT auction, then you get an extra bonus in-person ticket to bring a guest to come, shoot a bunch of guns, we're going to grill a bunch of food, have a bunch of great drinks, and it's going to be an amazing, memorable experience, and you're going to become a part of history. Right? That's the most exciting part of me is you're going to be one of 10 people, right, who are going to be NFT owners of the first ever Second Amendment or gun community-related NFT digital collectible cover art piece. I'm really excited. Website one more time is nft.recoilweb.com. And then for anybody who's going to gun prom this Saturday, you'll see my auction item on the uh, silent auction table. Hey, hey, Chris, Gary uh, Brennan from San Diego Wildlife Federation had a question. Hey, Chris. I Absolutely. Just, how is this uh, digital media stored? Is it? Uh, do you download it on your computer that can crash and lose it forever, or is it in a, a some kind of digital vault somewhere? Or how how do you yeah. tell us about that? Yeah, it's yeah. So uh, the the short answer is both uh, options that you just noted are available. So these NFTs, right? These digital files, they can be stored on. These on the blockchain, right? And there's a digital wallet that's highly encrypted, and there's a password, right, just for your wallet. So you can store your cryptocurrency, you can store your NFTs, you can store other uh, blockchain items, you know, on in your digital wallet, or you can download it into an offline wallet in the form of it could be a USB drive, uh, uh, yeah, a mobile phone where the NFT actually lives on your wallet. It's basically a way of making it a little more secure. And the problem is, right, let's say you have your NFT stored, uh, you know, encrypted on your phone. Well, yeah, if you lose your phone, then you've lost that NFT forever. Yeah. Um, right. So, yeah, there's there's some pros and cons, right, storing your digital items either on the, uh, the, on the Internet, on this blockchain, or taking it offline. And, uh, you know, some people... They uh, store their NFTs yeah, on a, uh, a mobile device, and then they put that mobile device in a, uh, a, a security lockbox at a bank or, you know, in their gun safe, uh, huh. somewhere secure where, you know, can't get stolen. But, right. um, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a super exciting concept. Yeah, and I hope anybody that has ever collected art or baseball cards or coins or really collected anything Digital art collecting is one of the next big things, and digital collector's cards is going to be, okay. I think, a huge thing also for the firearms community. Uh, uh, Chris, so keep an Chris, eye on this space. Chris, we got to take a break. <laughs> Thank you for being with us, Chris. Yeah. This is awesome, and we can't Absolutely. wait to see you. I we'll see you Saturday. Saturday. It's going to be great. All right, folks, Saturday. stick around. More Gun Owner News, Gun Owners Radio, FM 961. 
1170, The Answer. Alright folks, welcome back. You are listening to Gun Owners Radio. FM 961 AM 1170. The answer. Do you have your CCW yet? We're going to be talking about getting your concealed carry weapons permit in Southern California and some of the differences throughout the different counties next. But first, we are so proud to partner with the National Concealed Carry Association as a 10-ring partner. NCCA exists to serve the Second Amendment community by providing a nationwide network of 2A advocates. They offer elite self-defense and concealed carry training from the nation's top instructors and provide rock-bottom prices on the best selection of gear and accessories. Join them today. Members get great prices and free shipping. Learn more about the uh, National Concealed Carry Association.com. So, hey, you were at Bulls. Uh, how'd that go? It huh? was cool. The Bulls Only Rodeo. Did you get on, a lot of people sign up? Yeah, we got a lot of people that signed up, a lot of interest. Uh, it was out in Lakeside. It was very, very cool. If you go on our Facebook page, you'll. Uh, Gary and I were just talking about a really cool video with my new friend, MJ. Um, MJ is, I don't know how old that kid was. Like he, 12 or 13 or something like that? Yeah, I don't even know if he was that old. pretty young. Yeah, yeah, fourth, fourth or fifth grade, something like that. And he was going, we had a little pen in the shape of a revolver. And he was going over all the parts, and, and I was like, I got to get this kid on camera. So I talked to the mom. She's like, Yep, go for it. So uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I gave him a little quiz. And that little guy, he and I, are, he and I are friends now. Yeah. We're, we're buds. We went. They had a booth where they talked about mulch. And they had they had samples of mulch, and I'm like, All right, you got to. I got to introduce MJ to mulch. And so they had you know worms in the mulch and everything. Uh, he thought that was fascinating. We went and looked at some 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 leather works and we went and looked at some hats and he, he he had a piece of pizza and he's my new buddy mj if you're out there man i, I want you to know uh, i really enjoyed uh, hanging out with you and meeting you and your family friday but the bulls only rodeo was awesome did you have your cowboy hat on didn't have a cowboy hat yeah, i did it was fun brendan did i love bulls rodeo we tried we did our uh we we started a chant you know, if, before, before the rodeo in the crowd, we, uh, me and Steve Roback, who's on the waterboard out in East County, uh, started the uh, our Let's Go Brandon chant. That's what was that a- was. <laughs> <laughs> we were really we were supportive of Brandon. Gotcha. Wanted to do our Let's Go Brandon chant. Anyway, all right, let's talk about CCWs. Gary, do you have your CCW? Yeah, I do. Do you, here in, here in California? Yeah, I got it uh, a couple months ago. So. Nice. How was the process? Uh, long and arduous, but, uh, but it's worth it in some situations where hopefully I'll never be in, but, yeah. uh, but I was a state park ranger for 10 years and I, you know, I did it then, but that was all part of the badge. And, yeah. and when I came back down here, it's like, ah, I don't want to carry anymore. But then more and more I thought about mm-hmm. it, the more and more I wanted to carry again. So it took me just about. I guess about 16, 17 months, I guess. Yeah, yeah. You well, would think with your background, it would be pretty easy. It's the same background for everybody. Yeah, but. I mean, it's it's the uh, – it's uh, probably made them easy to, to – you know, easier to, you know, write as good cause, but everybody's in the same line. Yeah. No one gets to skip the line. Is that – is that kind of yeah pretty much i mean yeah. I, i'm a firearms instructor downtown yeah. at a maritime training academy I mean, you're still gonna get in line i still got in line but and- good news uh you know this is really san diego county gunners this is our biggest victory is getting the sheriff to issue ccws we're very proud of how we did it 
and that we did it. You know, so we're very, very happy that we got it done. But the way that we did it, um, you know, getting uh, putting political pressure on the sheriff and and making it happen, we're very proud of. Some good news, Gary. Um, they uh, we've been talking to licensing. Super good relationship between San Diego County Gunners and the sheriff's department, specifically licensing. Um, they've been doing a great job. They're very responsive. They're very interested in improving the process. So they opened up a new day on Mondays. They're they're filling in uh, uh, appointments for initial CCWs. So that's gonna you know shorten the line. And the other cool thing is they are starting to. And I, I don't know if they do this on one hundred. I don't think they do it on a hundred percent of the renewals yet. But the plan is to do it on one hundred percent of the renewals. You don't even have to go in. Oh, that'd be great. Yeah, you take your class. You submit all the paperwork. They do. Well, what they need to do, right? And then they just mail you your renewed CCW. Wow, that's a good part about the permitium. You, know, you can just upload the new data in there because they're probably going to ask you for, you know, proof of residency and all the other stuff again. And you just scan it and upload it into perm- permitium, and it's good to go. So. And then why even come in? Yeah. You know? So well, that, deliver your check. <laughs> yeah. And then that's going to make things even even quicker. So an 18-month uh, wait period is unacceptable. They think it's unacceptable, um, and we're uh, you know we're in a lot of we're in communication with them. They're they're making improvements. It's a very sincere effort to make this process good for the end user, and I'm really really proud and happy about that. What I wanted to do though, so that's good news for San Diegans, yay yeah, for sure. Um, what I wanted to do is talk a little bit about the differences because we're real familiar with how Orange County, San Diego County, Riverside County, and San Bernardino County issues. And then we're going to touch a little bit on, on L.A. L.A. Um, is good. Well, right? It's yeah. kinda, isn't that neat? It's a month turnaround from it, what I hear. Well, so. that's what I'm hearing, too. I'm hearing I'm hearing different <laughs> things. We'll, we'll get to L.A. Yeah. But the first one to really crack the case, Gary, was, uh, was Orange County. You yeah. know, six, seven, eight years ago, they were the first ones to really jump in and say, hey, we're going to have a world-class CCW uh, experience. Um, so they put together processes and procedures. Um, I think the turnaround time in Orange is less than two months typically. What's the renew on that in Orange? I, I think it's. I think it's. I think it's. I, I don't want to. I don't. I think it's less than a month. I think it's weeks. No, not, I'm talking about the uh, renewal. How often two, do you have uh, to renew? two years? Yeah, because I've years. seen some of them that are actually in other states that are going three or four years, which takes all those renewals out of the process and. I would love to change it. It's a state law. It's state law, though. That would have, okay. yeah, that would have to be changed. But Orange County put together. They they worked with Permidium. They worked with their licensing. They said, "Hey, look, this is what we mean by you know good cause. This is what the information we're looking for." So it wasn't this, uh, you know, ridiculous, uh, uh, you know, guess goose hunt. You know, you could actually, oh, okay, this is the information you need. This is what counts for good cause. Great. Um, this is what we need to prove that you're a resident. You know, they really put out the process and procedure. In the meantime, Riverside and San Bernardino were issuing, but a little bit differently. And specifically, Riverside was actually really, really backed up. Never quite understood under Sheriff uh, Stan Sneff. Never, never understood what what the holdup was. Um, he he was supportive uh, in in word uh, when it came to CCWs, but indeed. Um, you know, he, he just couldn't quite get the job done. Chad Bianco, the new sheriff, um, has turned that around. They've issued something like 10,000 in two years, which is amazing. Um, so, and Riverside, 
is really pretty much what it's like Orange County, but maybe maybe a few a few uh, less sentences in your good cause. <laughs> it's pretty much the same process, though. You go through the same background check. You go through the, you know the same uh, uh, verification that you live in Riverside, but maybe if you know maybe maybe six or seven sentences rather than twelve or thirteen in your good cause. I don't know something sure. like that. The interesting thing though is San Bernardino is really easy as long as you stay in their in their parameters. So if you it, so it's it's actually easier than Orange or Riverside or San Diego, which all three of those are almost identical. Um, they kind of kind of you know followed each other, and but San Bernardino has actually been issuing for a while. It's easier. You know, you only need like three or four sentences saying, hey, I want to defend myself when I'm outside of the home. Right. But if you, here's the thing, if you were to submit a good cause, you know, that met the standards of San Diego and you said, hey, here's why I'm in fear for my life. Here's what I do for a living. I might be attacked because I have these valuable, you know, access to this valuable information or these valuable items or whatever. If you write those 12 or 13 sentences that will, you know, that will they'll knock it out of the park here in San Diego. They'll say, "Oh, this is the best we've seen all day. Great, good cause, fantastic." If you submit that in San Bernardino, they'll give you all kinds of a hard time. Um, oh well, we need this and your employer and blah blah blah. But if you just go in to San Bernardino with with a good cause of saying, "Hey, I want to defend myself when I'm outside of the home. I'm, you know, whatever. I'm I'm uh, I go hiking and and, and walking and jogging, and uh, I, I sure need to protect myself when I'm outside of the home." If your good cause is three or four sentences along those lines in San Bernardino, you're good to go. Isn't that weird? No, it's beautiful, really. <laughs> it's beautiful, right? We'd love it's to beautiful. see it down here, you know. But, but if you're, I guess what I'm there. saying, and I'm kind of paraphrasing everybody, um, but I guess what I'm saying is, if you're too intricate and you're too involved in San Bernardino, you'll actually you're actually throwing a, a wrench in the in the monkey works there. Kiss method, huh? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Keep it simple, stupid. Um, but if you but and, and and then San Diego, uh, like I just illustrated, you really got to say, hey, this is what I do. This is why I fear for my life. This is the kind of stuff I have, you know. And, and you don't have to be in you know dire fear of you know of your life every single day. You know, it just has to be a realistic. Okay, well, here's what I do for a hobby or for work or lifestyle, and this is the type of person that might attack me for that reason. You know, it has to be a worst case scenario. It doesn't have to be you know, imminent danger that's going to definitely happen to you tomorrow. Um, but uh, if you want more information, um, I, like so I was just at the at the gym today, and a guy uh, saw my shirt. I was wearing a Sandy kind of gun on shirt, wearing a CCW information. Wherever you are, San Bernardino, uh, Riverside, Orange, or San Diego, Go to the website, San Diego County Gun Owners.com, Orange County Gun Owners.com, Riverside County Gun Owners.com, or San Bernardino County Gun Owners.com. Watch the video. We'll help you through the whole process. Um, but I thought it was real interesting to just kind of touch on some of the similarities and differences between the four counties. So you mentioned Jim twice. Did I? Are you trying to tell us? I'm something? trying, yeah. I'm getting swole. Dave. Wait till people, wait till you see him Saturday. You'll walk right by him. <laughs> One was Jim Beam, but that's. Yeah. <laughs> All right, hey folks, this is Gun Owners Radio, FM 96.1, AM 1170. 
right, folks, welcome back to Gun Owners Radio, FM 96.1, AM 1170. The answer. We're skipping that intro. So did you know John Dillon is the attorney on landmark Second Amendment cases? John is working on the Miller versus versus Bonkis case and the Jones versus Bonkis case. And if you have legal matters that involve firearms that you need to call attorney John Dillon, especially if you have questions on red flag laws, gun registration, gun transportation, or maybe you just need to know that your guns are California compliant. Well, you can trust our firearms attorney, John Dillon. John Dillon specializes in California gun laws. Give him a call, 760-642-7150, or just visit his website at dillonlawgp.com. Okay, so we're talking with uh, Gary Brennan. We were talking a little bit about uh, the San Diego Wildlife Federation. We were talking about hunting, and we were having a really good conversation before we got interrupted by all these interviews. No, no, no. <laughs> um, but I, uh, <laughs> I wanted to circle back sure. and uh, talk about hunting. You know, so we have our, like, for example, San Diego County Gunners. We have 2,900 members and growing. That's a lot of gun owners. I would say that that few of them, you know, a very small percentage of them hunt. Um, I don't hunt. I've never hunted. Never been. Right. Um, I, I Really, honestly, most of them are just kind of your, you know, Joe Lunchbox and Jane Lunchbox, you know, everyday gun owners. Most of them are more CCW or, or just rights-oriented. Sure. Um, if, but I do get questions a lot from people, you know, kind of scratching their head going, yeah, it'd be kind of cool to try hunting. If you're that person, you know, you have your, your, your nine to five job, you've never hunted before you're 30, 40, 50 years old. Where do you even start? Like if you'd love to jump in and just give it a try, how do you even, where do you even start? Yeah. Well, you can't afford it. No, just <laughs> no, the cost is a big factor when it comes to hunting because it's specialized equipment rifles and shotguns and all other stuff but bottom line is you have to start by getting california hunter education uh out of the way and And what is that what is california hunter education so california hunter education was started in like 1956 and actually hunter education started by the nra back in 56 and what was happening in 56 a lot of people were coming back from vietnam and all the other stuff and well, Korea back then. Korea, yeah. Yeah. And uh, so there were there were a lot of firearms accidents, incidents in the woods. And so we said, hey, they needed to get together, started this program of just basic hunter education. And it took off. And now you can take hunter education in California and it's, it's reciprocity in all 50 states, Canada, Mexico, and a few other countries, especially in Africa, where you don't have to go down there and take their own course. Um, it requires about 10 hours of your time. Uh, so it is not one of those things where you're just going to go in there, look at something online for a couple minutes and take a test. You actually have to go through the, the course. Now there was a lot of in-person training. I've taught, I've been teaching hunter education. I started to buck knives back in, in the nineties. Yeah. And, um, and so I've been, I've taught over 3000 students, I guess. And since I've been an instructor and, when COVID hit, um, everything went online. So uh, there was an online program. It required a follow-up uh, field day portion with an instructor just so we know that you know how to carry the gun. And it was an in-person test. Right now, everything's online. Everything's online. So so the first step, if you think to yourself, hey, I might want to hunt something. And it doesn't matter what you're hunting. You're hunting birds. You're hunting uh, mammals, whatever you're hunting. Yeah. Right? First step, 
get what, what do you do? Just do it like a Google search and find a hunter education course online for California? Yeah, you can just go to California, California specific. It's, it's California not DFW or California Department of Fish and Wildlife and just backslash hunter education and you'll get to their page. It'll show up on top or one of the courses that you can take online will show up. It just depends who paid them the most for the, the top of the line Google search or whatever. But uh, you go in there and you just sign up. Some of the courses are free. Some of them cost about 20, 30 bucks, but, uh, and it's do it on your own time. You can log out when you got to go take care of the kids or, or if you're doing kids personally, uh, I think a child should be with an instructor, but we cannot meet right now. Yeah. And we're trying to get that open back up as they open things back up. But Okay, so oh. I so now I, I went online. I got my paid my whatever you said thirty bucks or whatever. It give is. or take, yeah, yeah, give or take. I uh, got my card. Um, now what? Like, how do I how do I know? You know, maybe I have an idea what I want to hunt. How do I know where? How do I know how? You know, what, what's the next step? Right. Well, once again, that's where those local groups um, that I mean, we have a website, uh, San Diego County wildlifefederation.org and our member organizations are on there uh, so you can look at those get involved because you may not want to be a duck hunter you may not want to be a predator guy you know there's so many different species out there to hunt in california you don't have to go a lot of places Um, but typically you need some kind of additional they call them tags typically right some kind of license sure hey, this is the type of species you can hunt? Right. Well, so you have to do your homework. All that information is available online on the Fish and Wildlife website. Uh, you purchase your license. Right now, the license goes from, I believe, June or July 1st to June 30th and of, in the calendar year. Um, and you can research what you want to hunt, where you want to hunt it, and just go – I mean, it takes a lot more than I could probably take a whole segment right. of no, I know. just you explaining that. But just in general, you got to find out, hey, you know, there's a season. The best thing is to find somebody that'll yeah. help mentor you. And so, most most ga- most hunters, I've found, Dave, most hunters, are they're happy. To, they're like, oh, you want to learn? Let's do it. Oh, absolutely, because there's nobody wants to go hunting by themselves. Yeah, it's especially always- bird hunting right now, because oh, yeah. you can do that in a group, and you, you, and know, you don't have to worry about it. But, especially and, if the dog makes you walk in the ditch you know i had so a few years ago in our uh we, we my my wife and i live right along the san diego river very very close like real oh, yeah close. you were real close and uh so we were having a coyote issue and we would i mean this big ugly mean coyote yeah. um was coming right up to the doors and right oh, up to yeah. the trash cans i mean he was really really hungry uh, bold and I'm going, well, I gotta be able to figure this out, right? <laughs> so I started doing research. I found out, okay, I'm I live right in the middle of a city, so I can't discharge a firearm. You no. obviously can't go hunting. Right. But I found out that I, at the time, at least, and I don't know, hopefully I didn't read this incorrectly, this is years ago. Um basically they were the coyotes were considered pests. They still are. They no. still are. And yeah. there's there's not like a limit. I don't even think there's a season. No, there's no season. You can you can hunt coyotes You're as right. long as you have a state hunting license which requires that hunter education right you can hunt them year round so i was going to get my hunter's license and registration and everything and then i thought well hell i got a bow i was just gonna say <laughs> so i thought i'm gonna take care of this problem and i'm talking to a buddy of mine who uh it was actually a former client back when i was in banking he's a really good dude he's really into hunting and he goes mm, i don't know he said your luck 
you're gonna you're gonna you're wing gonna that make thing. That guy so and gonna, mad. Well, you know, and then, then there's gonna be this dog running through the the neighborhood, and the HOA is With gonna find your bow sticking <laughs> out. <laughs> I'm, gonna, out I'm chasing after him. So that problem. Give me back my arrow. I know. Yeah, yeah give me back my arrow. You I, took that, it. That problem didn't get solved. Well, one of the things <laughs> the federation pushed last year, along with a lot of other organizations, is we actually there was on the books of a two free days of hunting. Uh, so you didn't need to have. You could be a new hunter, not have a license, and you get two days a year to hunt. Now, they haven't been designated what days they're going to be. I would assume that uh, once they they have until 2023 because the governor just signed it last week as well. And so you have probably a dove hunt and maybe a spring turkey hunt. Yeah. But you have to be with a mentor. What, what are the prices? Like, have they risen considerably or mildly or not hardly at all? Uh Prices for a hunting license run about $48 or more. Okay. Um, it's probably one of the highest resident hunting licenses in, in the United well, States. Course. So yeah, uh, tags are, you know, $28 or so for a, a deer tag drawing. Um, but, so, you know, you don't get charged in, in, in you until put you put in for the drawing down, and yeah. that costs you a couple bucks. But it, if you get drawn, you have to pay for the tag. Right. A resident elk tag is ridiculous at 480 bucks but Whoa. yeah it's it's extremely you expensive can almost go down to the for a resident shop. compared to other you can states. almost go to the butcher shop and just buy yourself some <laughs> elk well when it comes down to it it's cheaper to buy but it's not it's cheaper to buy meat in the store in a grocery store right that's what i just said but but you're, you're we're going free rain we're going yeah. organic yeah. We're, i mean there's no nitrates there's nothing I mean, you're getting gluten-free gluten -free. elk is gluten -free. very lean super lean low cholesterol and you better know how to cook it or you'll kill it yeah if you cook it past medium any wild game if you cook it past medium you're, you might as well just toss it yeah. or nail it to the bottom so of we your just had a field. question come in from a listener <laughs> what is the is there a is there like what's the easiest uh thing to learn what's the easiest a game to start with is there an animal or a particular type of hunting well birds yeah i'd probably say dove hunting because there's a lot of them and there's two seasons one starts in september the other second season starts hey, in november be a pretty bad shot to miss a dove well you know what I can do it. I can, anybody I can that dove hunts goes out there with a lot of ammunition That's because right. those are little rockets and they don't you know they fly where they want they got to a mind and, of their own yeah okay it, actually it takes I, a little I, bit long i just had it we got like a minute and a half okay yeah. here's what i want to know what type of uh, of of firearm and caliber uh, are you going to use? For, well, let's start with let's start easy. If you're going if you're shooting dove, what are you what are you using? A uh, shotgun with either twenty gauge or twelve gauge. So twenty gauge for the if you don't want to get a lot of recoil. Twelve gauge, of course, you know is very versatile. So how about a deer, mule deer, um, Southern California mule deer? Oh shoot, I've taken mule deer in San Diego County with muzzleloader with rifle. Um, bow and arrow minimum, archery minimum so, caliber for a mule deer in california um i would say 243 uh, you can go i mean that's a standard deer rifle throughout the united states and that's the lowest caliber i would go but you can actually take them with 22 250 personally um 30 out 6 270 i want to put them down i don't want them to get up and when you you said when you go elk hunting it's typically what you do 300 wind mag or maybe seven millimeter i've taken everything from a 308 uh, 30 odd six, uh, seven millimeter mag or seven millimeter odd eight, you know, anything. And, uh, you want, you want the projectile to do the job when it hits it. You don't want to take a follow on shot. And what so, about a pig? You're hunting a pig. What are you using? You know what? 
300 blackout is a great round. <laughs> there you go. I'm, I'm serious because nice. you can get it in a bolt action. You can use your AR platform for it as long as it's 10 rounds in California. And you yeah. want that thing to go down. Yeah. Well, you just put it right in the ear. You're not going to waste the meat, and it's going to do the job. And what I mean, about what about varmints? I don't know if there's a lot of varmint hunting in California, but if you go varmint hunting outside of California, yeah, San Diego varmint callers is, is there, one okay. of the groups that belongs to the federation, and and they they get out there and they don't have contests, but they have group hunts where they'll go out and do a lot of calling. But at 22, 250, 243, 204. So most people small. have a hunting rifle or something they could use in their in their uh, arsenal. Yeah, in their arsenal. They it's not that. Know it. Yeah, or it might be time to go shopping. Handguns. You can use handguns for deer. I mean, anything is 22, uh, let's see, 22 caliber center fire or above. That's the law. Thanks, Gary. Very informative. Thanks, man. What's uh, what's the San Diego Wildlife uh, website again? It's uh, San Diego County Wildlife or San Diego County Wildlife Federation.org. And we also have a Facebook page. Just type in San Diego County wildlife federation and we're there and i keep that updated quite often so some good info out there too awesome all right folks hey stick around for sam the gunman and another mic drop you know you can't hear it if you're not listening so stay tuned right here on kcbq am 1170 this is gun owners radio fm 96 am folks welcome back to gun owners radio fm 96 1 am 1170 the answer hey we live in a state where your self-defense rights are under attack let us be your voice to help defend and restore the second amendment help spread the word about the fight that's two easy things that you can do like subscribe to the to the show on youtube facebook spotify instagram and podcast or whatever way you like to listen to the show leave a five-star review on apple podcast for me and it helps to boost the show and put people in front of us. We appreciate it, appreciate it. So, hey, we got our guy, Sam the Gunman. How you doing, bud? Good. How are you guys? Just good, hanging good, in good. here, just having fun. We were just talking about hunting with with uh, with Gary. I, I forget if you're you've been hunting, haven't you, Sam? I have not. You've never been hunting. Runs in the family. I see. I know. I've never been hunting either. Well, if you if you were going to go hunting, what would you what would you want to hunt? Um. Pest control, coyotes or hogs. There you go. Man after my own heart. We are just talking about that. All right, Stump, my nephew. Um, every week, we uh, we get my nephew Sam, Sam the Gunman, on the air, and we ask him a question. The questions are sent in to, from our listeners. If you have a gun trivia question, uh, email it to us. If we use it on the air, we will give you a hat or a shirt. Uh, if you stump my nephew, which is extremely difficult, we will give you a lifetime of training thanks to Front Sight out in Nevada. So, um, Gary's in the studio here. He's uh, with San Diego Wildlife Federation. That's why we're talking about hunting. And uh, Gary is uh, hes going to ask the question, Sam. Hey, Sam. So, which pistol lost the contract trials to the Austrian military to the then newcomer Glock in 1983? That's a good question. Which pistol lost the trials to uh, Glock for the Austrian Army's new pistol? Um, short answer, the Steyr GB. And Steyr was really, really upset about this because they're a very old and well-established um, 
manufacturer of high-quality firearms. They've been in business since the 1800s. And um, Gaston Glock made his fortune manufacturing, like, um, lawn chairs, golf club handles, shovels. All the important stuff. We get cut off? No, I'm still here. Uh, oh, all the important stuff. Okay, so so Steyr, okay, so basically the Austrian army, uh, which I believe is, uh, you know, like, good day, mate, you know, and uh, no, another no, that's that's all, wrong country. country. Oh, wrong country. My bad. The Austrian army, uh, <laughs> they, uh, they had, they were using Steyr GBs, which was a, a type of. of so they were, gun. they were using, um, they were using Walther P1s, I think. Uh, oh, they were using Walthers and P38s. then And so Steyer and said, hey, their, we want their the contract. P38s were, or their P1s, rather, were old and falling apart, and um, they, the Austrian army needed something new, and they wanted it to be domestic, preferably. And so the two finalists were the Steyr GB, which is a, a stainless steel gas-delayed blowback um, 9mm pistol, and the Glock, uh, Glock 17, and the Glock ended up being adopted. That's amazing. And that the Glock 17. This is uh, Gaston's first uh, crack at a, at a firearm. I mean, he was a, a Johnny come lately, right? Yeah, he wasn't a firearm designer himself, but he had a great deal of experience in manufacturing with um, uh, injection molding and fiber reinforced polymer. So what he did was he combined that institutional expertise that his company had. Um, and surrounded himself with a bunch of talented engineers who were well-versed in firearms design and instructed them to uh, take all the best principles already known and make a thoroughly conventional, um, mechanically thoroughly conventional pistol with his uh, relatively innovative polymer manufacturing methods and make it simple so it would be easy to work on, easy to repair, and most of all, uh, not break down. So what happened with the Steyr GB? Do you know, how, did it go on to be a successful uh, firearm, or what happened? I don't no, know it, unfortunately, you know? it, it was a very high-quality pistol, but kind of too high-quality. Um, it, it, it didn't really offer anything compelling in terms of feature set that competitors didn't, other than being really, really nice and very accurate. So it didn't get any big military contracts because it was constantly being undercut. And it didn't see a whole lot of civilian sales because it was more expensive than the competition. I don't know why you know it. Why do you know all this? Not only did you About know it. you nailed the question, but you also had follow-up uh, on, on uh, pieces of the question. He always does. Uh, the frame was two halves that were welded together. It's 18-shot capacity without an extended magazine. Ties with the H&K VP70 is the highest available in a pistol Okay, in 1983, Star GB lost to Glock, and then in 1984, it was eliminated from the U.S. military trials due to reliability issues. That was a little bit, little bit more. So, Sam, awesome job! Thank you for saving me uh, from having to give somebody a uh, front sight membership. Love this kid. How cool was that, Gary? That was pretty neat. So. Yeah, right. Yeah. All right, man. I think you send him the answers too. No, no. I swear. <laughs> Just I, kidding, man. I, I, Sam, you're great. I, I so. wish I could. Uh, I I, I want to knock this kid down a couple. I mean. He, when we're off the air and we talk, yeah. he's all arrogant and big-headed. Oh, he is. Unbelievable. <laughs> he's a good kid. Knock this kid down a couple of notches. All right, man. Thank you, Sam.
Thank you. As always, thanks for very much for having me on. Really fun question. You bet, buddy. All Talk right, to you buddy. soon. All right. What are you doing in here? We're going to do a mic drop. Does he know about the mic drop? All right. Okay. So now it's time for this week's mic drop. Mic drop. This week's mic drop would be hilarious if it weren't so sad and frustrating. Last week, Republican mayor of San Marcos, Rebecca Jones, held a press conference because she doesn't want offshore oil drilling. When I saw this on the San Diego Republican Facebook page, I snarkily pointed out that this is exactly contrary to their platform. So why is this happening? She ran as a Republican. They have a platform. Why is it a massive departure from the uh, why is a massive departure from the platform being promoted? And well, why is she doing it? As soon as I posted it on my personal Facebook page, I got a text from Mayor Rebecca. She was mad that I brought attention to her anti-offshore drilling press conference. Um, Mayor Rebecca, don't you think people know about your, you know, press conference on the news? I'm not sure why she was frustrated that I was promoting it. Okay, so we aren't an offshore drilling show, nor are we a Republican show. San Diego County Gun Owners isn't about oil or drilling or Republicans either. So why am I bringing this up? Rebecca Jones was endorsed by San Diego County Gun Owners. She practically begged us for the endorsement. Then she got elected. Then she didn't help us in any way that we asked at all since she's been in office in any way, no how, no way. She won't endorse our women's program, not me SD, publicly, even though she said she would and said that she loves it. She won't participate in any of our events, like next week's gun prom. She won't push back on Nathan Fletcher when San Diego County Gun Owners stood up to him, despite being asked. Saying she is one thing, like a Republican or pro-Second Amendment, and then doing something else is now her track record. She continues to cave on issue after issue while she tries to navigate her way through her number one priority, her political career. She went on to text me, quote, I guess you want a Democrat to take my seat. I guess you don't see what's happening locally or nationally. And there it is. Rebecca said the quiet part loud. It isn't your seat, Rebecca. It is the seat you are currently in. You do not possess it. Do I want a Democrat to win? What difference is it if a Democrat standing up for Democrat values or it's you standing up for Democrat values? Why would that make any kind of difference? Why would it matter um, if it's a Democrat doing nothing to help gun owners or if it's you doing nothing to help gun owners? If there is a boot on your neck, are you worried about the color of the shirt that the boot wearer has on? No, you're just worried there's a boot on your neck. What's happening nationally and locally is that politicians like you, Rebecca, are more concerned with which way the wind is blowing rather than standing up for what's right or standing up for the people who got you elected. What's happening is Republicans like you are scuttling their principles that, that you claim to had when you, when you ran for office, and it's dishonest and frankly makes you a coward. San Diego County Gun Owners endorses people based on four things. Their Second Amendment opinions, which is pretty obvious, their viability as a candidate, see if they have money in people, and their character. Basically, are they a criminal? But the fourth we added for candidates like Republican Mayor of San Marcos is effectiveness. We are not simply a gun club. You can't just blink your eyelashes at us and say a few Second Amendment platitudes and we're going to fawn. We're a political organization who knows snake oil saleswoman when we see one. San Marcos, it's time for you to get a new mayor. And that is your mic drop. Mic drop. All right, folks, subscribe to our podcast. Just search Gun Owner Radio and you'll find us. Leave a five-star review to help the word get out. 
And please support our great sponsors, San Diego County Gun Owners, U.S. Law Shield, the Dillon Law Group, PRMI Mortgage, 365 Glacier Payments, Scott Vinson at Caldwell Banker, Royalty Realty, Royal Realty, and National Concealed Carry Association. And a big thanks, Michael Schwartz, Sam the Gunman, and our good buddy Brendan Thomas and Joe Riddle. And folks, don't go anywhere. We've got uh, Bob Siegel's coming up next with a fun-filled show. And don't forget, support all your Second Amendment rights, and don't let the big boys step on your neck right here on FM 96 AM 1170. This program is sponsored by Dave Stahl.